Welcome everyone. I am Jeffrey Goodman, the Director of Marketing and Development for the YMCA of Northwest Louisiana. We're here for Shreveport Bossier, my city, my community, my home. Today's guest is Principal Crystal Tate Barnes. She is the principal at Booker T. Washington High School. Great to have you here, Crystal. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. It's good to be here. We've never met before, so this is going to be fun. Yeah. You're one of the, my first guests who I haven't met before you being here. So. Oh, wow. Okay, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll hop on in. Um, Crystal, you, you recently, if I'm not mistaken, completed your third year mm-hmm. as the principal of Booker T. Washington High School. Talk to me, if you could, about the high school. How many students do you currently have? And what neighborhoods do these students represent or come from? Um, I currently have about 735 students on roster. Um, These students come from the Lakeside Allendale community, the Queensboro community. Um, Some come from the Moortown, Hollywood Heights area. Um, and we have a few from not quite the Cooper Road, but almost headed down that way towards her. Okay. And in terms of population size, is that is that kind of where you want the school to be? Is it is it is it too are there too many students or would you like to have more moving forward? Oh absolutely. Uh, we would love to grow our enrollment. Um, just because, of course, you know, when you have a, a large enrollment of students, there's so much more that you can get. The resources are greater in number. Um, and so it would be extremely exciting to have a school building with at least a thousand students. So when we merged with Fed Park um, High School back in 2018, 2017, um, we were at a thousand and it was a lot of students but they had a lot of school spirit. Um, it was just a lot more that we could do, um, a lot more resources, financial resources that we could get to provide the students with the opportunities. Um, so it, yeah, having more students is definitely uh, greater and it's always a dream. So, and we're constantly doing things to try to grow out enrollment. Um, we have an early college program and this is the program where while the students are earning their high school diploma, they're also earning their college associate's degree from Southern University. And so this past year, I graduated five students from that program who also graduated from BTW. Actually, and I say this during my graduation speech, um, they actually earned their college degree before getting their high school diploma because they walked in Southern's graduation the Wednesday before our graduation. So it's exciting. Um, But we have quite a few things for the young ladies who are interested in going into cosmetology. We have a cosmetology program where we're working with the state on actually allowing these students to get their braiding certificate. And we're working with Guys Academy so when the students graduate, I mean, when they yeah, when they graduate from BTW and they move to Guys Academy to earn their license, their state license, they will go with some credits. The credits are transfer. Um, we have a barbering program that we're also doing the same thing with, and we have telecommunications. So if you need someone to film your podcast, you know, and Ellen's sick, you just call me. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> yeah, I have someone for you. Seriously, and, and when I say these kids do an amazing job, 
it's because that's what they really, really want to do. So they give it a thousand percent. I love it. One of my students just walked by. He was waving at me. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying not to look. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. All right. So talk to me. Talk to me a little bit about the demographics of the students the high school currently serves. Well, um, for the T. Washington High School, being a historical African American high school, we're on the registry actually. Um, we are 99% African American. Um, we have a, we have, it's probably a, a balance of the number of females to males. Um, I honestly, I think we may have a 1% Hispanic uh, population, but she just graduated. So right now we're at 100% African American. No, no Asians? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. And, 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 and no point, no Caucasians. At one well, you know what I take that back. We do we do have about we have a set of twins um, who are Caucasian, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. Yeah. And you have an interesting perspective in that you were once a student at Booker T. Washington. Uh, in what I'd like you to talk about for a second is in what areas is a school struggling or what challenges what challenges is a school facing compared to when you were there as a student? Oh, man. Um, there are quite a few challenges just because times have changed, generations have changed. Um, I say all the time, you know, when I was a student, I was raised because my mom and my dad were present. If we had a paper tossing contest at BTW, my mom and my dad were gonna be there to support me tossing paper. Now it is extremely difficult to get the parents to come to the building, Um, and that was pre-COVID. So I can't really blame COVID. And even when we would have, you know, virtual meetings or things of that sort to get the parents to zoom in, because now you can zoom in from your fingertips you know, riding in your car, you don't have to be off of work or, or whatever. Um, we still don't get the participation that I feel we should get. And so that's one of our struggles, just getting parents to support us on the school level. Um, another struggle is just that students are so worried about their, I guess, reputation or um, how they'll be judged, you know. And when I was a student, we all were we were fighting to be in the top ten. You know, it was me and it was probably about 20, 20 of us who were in constant rotation of no, I want to sit on stage. Or, I want to do this on the you know uh, graduation program. We were constantly fighting for our spots, um, and we just it's just not that they don't have the school spirit. They're not intrinsically motivated. Um, they are truly. I guess captivated by the technology world so if the teacher is pretty much not making the lesson look like Instagram Facebook TikTok you know it's almost as if they're disinterested Um, we're struggling with just getting the students to come to school it was not an option for me when I was in school my mama would say get up go to school now it's I'm constantly having parents call me saying um she don't want to go to school you know she doesn't want to come and I'm like what do you mean she doesn't want to it's not optional 
Parents give students way too many options these days that we did not have. It was mandatory. And if we didn't go to school and or we skipped school and the school called home, oh, we're getting it from the teacher and we're getting it from our parents. It was just, again, like I said, we were raised. So it's a completely different time. You know, and not all parents. I'm not saying all parents are disengaged. Um, because I do have some parents who are always at the school, who are always calling me, hey, Miss Barnes, um, such and such said, you know, can we come up there and do this? You know, I do have some parents who are active, but it's more that's not active than it is that's active. And, and that what, makes a difference. And why did that change, you think? Like, what what do you, what do you credit for, for that change occurring or, or for that change taking place? Uh, well, one, I think the age group of the parents became younger and younger. Um, I know when I was in high school, my parents were in their 50s, you know, um, even though my mom had me late. But, you know, just different times. A lot of a lot of times now you find that parents are trying to, you know, grow themselves. They're either in school or they're working, trying to take care of themselves. And the children are pretty much left on their own. Well, when I was in school, my parents were established already. And at that point, it was time to grow and invest in me so that I can grow and invest in my children. Um, Times are just different. And I think the younger generations had children younger. And that's why we find now, like, you know, some of my classmates are grandparents. And, you know, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that the generation, the age gap of um, the parents is different. And is that changing at all? Is that is that do you, is that gonna ever cycle back to how it was? I when I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't see it going back that way because um, the parents are getting younger and younger. Because again, you have to keep in mind their parents are are out trying to find work or just take care of themselves and the siblings or you know just living their best life as they say. What do you do? Do you have any kids, or do you have any students that are that have kids already that are students? And how do you deal with that situation at the school if one of your students has a kid while they're a student at Booker T? Can they continue to come to Booker T? Do you have childcare at Booker T? Talk to me a little bit about whether that situation even exists, and if it does, how you work with that. Well, we do not offer childcare at BTW. Um, however, we do, our counselors work with those young parents um, trying to assist them with getting childcare. So, of course, when they're out on maternity leave, they're home study. And then once they come off of maternity leave, we assist if, if needed. Most times it's not really needed. You'll have a grand, grandmother or great grandmother who's willing to keep the baby while the child, um, the student returns to school. So we typically don't have to worry about childcare issues. Um, but we do try to support our students as much as possible because, you know, just because you have a child doesn't mean you can't be successful. And that's one thing that we try to push and encourage and motivate them. Okay, hey, this happened. It's okay. But now this is your reason of why you need to work even harder so that you can provide for this baby. You can't drop out of school and not have a high school diploma and then take care of the baby. 
this needs to be your motivation. This should be your encouragement. So that's what that's pretty much how we and, look at it. And we're talking about an incredibly small percentage of students, right? I mean, we're uh, oh, yeah. we're talking about less than five percent of oh, your students. Absolutely, stu- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Less, I, and I can honestly say, um, right now on campus, including the graduating class of twenty twenty two. I probably had about six mothers total. Okay. Yeah. So it's not it's not many. Okay. Mm-hmm. And let's go back to something you said previously about your enrollment and enrollment being a little more than seven fifty, wanting to get closer to a thousand. What needs to happen for you to increase those numbers or get closer to let's say that thousand student number? Well, you know, kids are big on what's popular at the moment. And so I think one thing for BTW is that we have to definitely build our sports um, piece. You know, kids just like to be part of a winning school. If the basketball team is winning, the football team is winning, that's where they gravitate to. And we just have to build that. Um, And we're working towards it to, you know, get back up there to the great BTW, what people knew because, you know, when I was in school, we had an amazing uh, athletic department, and we are working to get back there. Um, I think that's one piece um, in establishing relationships with our feeder school, which is Fair Park Middle. Um, we've been working on doing that. So this year, for the first time, I hosted a Fair Park Day at BTW, and the eighth graders came over, and you know they were able to engage with my student government, all clubs and organizations. We put on a full show, of course, you know, um, trying to show them why you should choose BTW. And uh, and they really enjoyed themselves. So a quite a, and quite a few of them have been sending me emails asking when is freshman orientation or when is freshman camp. So they're excited, excited about it, and I'm excited to have them. But there's just, you know, with this generation, it's, Whatever is most popular, that's where we're going. And right now, which is not the popular school, but we'll get there. And another thing that um, they told me, they was like, Ms. Barnes, how come if you lift dress code? I mean, if you lift uniforms. And I said, well, I'll consider it. You know, but the thing is, dress code, I mean, uniforms for my students, for my student population is necessary. You know, and that's just because it's a low socioeconomic, you know, group of students. And I would hate to put those who can't in a situation to be bullied or talked about. And then it's a form of security for me and my staff as well, because I can identify my students when they're in uniform. That way, if someone comes on campus and I don't know who this child is, I can identify, hey, baby, where you going? You know, but my students are in uniform, and I try to be lenient. I tell them, hey, you can wear a spirit shirt with jeans. I'm okay with that. Um, doesn't always have to be the polo style or the Oxford style shirt. I'm okay with a, a spirit shirt with some jeans. You know, I'm really relaxed on it, but I need to be able to identify you. So and I the definitely uniform- think if we lift the uniforms, they would definitely come. I and, just can't do it. And the uniforms, they're, I mean, we're just talking, when you say uniforms, we're but not everyone is wearing exactly the same thing, right? Well, they have the choice between the maroon, white, and black polo style shirt and khaki and black um, bottoms. Okay. And I threw in jeans. 
Yeah. And who are they providing the clothes for themselves or is oh, this yes. mm-hmm. okay? Yeah, yeah, they can afford it. They just you know like to say they can't when it's something that they know they have to have, but they can definitely afford it. They have two hundred dollars tennis shoes on. So, sure. You know. And what are the popular schools? You made the comment they want to go. I'm not giving them any publicity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no problem. I don't know, but. Uh, you know, now um, the schools, uh, Huntington and Southwood and Captain Shreve are probably the top three schools that you will mostly hear the students talk about. And nothing against those schools. They're great schools, great leaders. And talk to me a little bit about the current sports offered at Booker T, boys and girls. Tell me where you have programs and what exists today. We have uh, boys and girls track. We have softball, baseball, volleyball. Um, Boys and girls volleyball? No, just girls. Okay. Girls volleyball. We have um, football, of course, uh, JV and varsity, and we have JV and varsity, freshman JV and varsity basketball for boys and girls. Okay. So, yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. So, we offer quite a few. Yeah, you do. Yeah. We just have to perfect our skill a little more. You'll get there. Oh, yeah, we will. Okay, so on the flip side of my earlier question, talk talk about some of the areas where the school has progressed and is excelling compared to when you were a student there. Um, honestly, I would have to say the opportunities, the academic opportunities that's being offered now, like being able to leave with an associate degree. When I was in school, um, it was only about 20 of us. We had the opportunity to take college courses, but it was a virtual course. We really didn't understand it because I took um, organic chemistry, sitting in the library at BTW, and I had no clue what the teacher was talking about. We were all in there struggling, and so we had to get some outside help um, because we, the professor was going, and we're like, in the world you know but now uh, my students actually every Monday Wednesday and Friday get on the bus and they go to Southern they have the opportunity to sit there with the professor and they are able to ask those questions for clarity they're able to do the hands-on projects um, you know with the professor overseeing it's just completely different times have changed it's more innovative you know I ask for my students with exceptionalities, they actually get to leave and go over to um, Bipsy. They go over to Bipsy and they work with them in their uh, STEM lab. And so it's just the opportunity to do a whole lot more than what we had to do. We just didn't have those things. You go to school, play sports, go home. (laughs) And with Southern, are the students by themselves with the teacher or are they mixed in with the college students? How does that work? No, they can't get mixed in with them. Um, the At the time when they're with the professor, it's just students from BTW and Woodlawn. Okay. Um, and that's just because of some of my students that are in the early college program are freshmen, so you're looking at 14-year-olds on a college campus. So we have to do everything in our power to to keep them as safe as possible. So um, one of the things that Southern is so gracious to do is whoever is their uh, first teacher is waiting outside and the last teacher walks them outside. 
and the, and that makes me feel comfortable. And I do pop-ups. I go over quite often just to make sure, one, that the students are behaving because at the end of the day, they are still high school students. Um, and and so we, that's pretty much what we do. And so when they're over there Monday, Wednesday, Friday, how many hours? Uh, two. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's great. They're over there for two hours. And then I'll, and they, and I can honestly say these are some very amazing and smart students because they're handling their high school course load, their college course load, and most of them are in some type of extracurricular, either cheerleading, basketball, football. They are doing it, and I think it's amazing. And how do you qualify? How do you become one of your students that becomes eligible for that associate's so program? we look at test scores. You have to have scored a mastery um, on the lead test. And we look at uh, grades, of course. You have to have a 3.5 GPA. And then you have to get recommendations from your teacher. So if a teacher recommends it, because you could be really smart, but doesn't mean you're mature enough to handle, you know, what comes along with going over to Southern. Um, but they get their teacher recommendation, um, and that's how they qualify. So right now we have 46 students in our program. Wow. And so once they graduate from high school with an associate's degree, do the majority of them continue on for a, an additional degree of some sort? They do. Um, actually, every student that I've graduated with an associate's is in college. They go as a soft, well, as a junior because wow. they've earned those two free years um, from Caddo. Um, they go as a junior, so I have a set of twins who graduated in 19. Um, they were Alexis and Portia. They were very, very smart young ladies. They're both at Northwestern, already in clinicals, on their, in nursing in 19. So, yeah, they're doing good. They should, they should be graduating in May, their mom told me. Wow. Yeah. So we're doing a promo video for the early college program, and they are actually the ones who will be speaking. Amazing program. I wish they had it when I was in school. And it saves parents so much money. You know, it saved the students money. It's so one of the things that <clears throat> I have a son that's an upcoming senior, and we transfer schools so that he could get the same opportunity. Um, and I just feel like, you know, I don't know a parent that wouldn't want that for their child if the child seeks to get an advanced degree. And my son has a desire to be a doctor. So I'm like, okay, well, you need to try to save mommy as much money as possible. <laughs> um, but even if, so let's say the student gets tops. So these young ladies, they earn tops. They had very high ACT scores. So not only do you, because tops is granted to you for four years. So you have two free years under the belt. You go and get finish your degree in two years. Now you have two more years paid for to get your master's degree. It's a win-win situation to me. All it takes is a little time, effort, and, you know, motivation, but it can be done. So my son will graduate with his associates next year. That's great. I know. It's so and where is he headed after that? He's going to Morehouse. Okay, he great. He says he wants to be a Morehouse man. That's in Atlanta, and, is yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I'm pushing him wherever you want to go because, you know, my parents – push me to well I won't tell that lie <laughs> I wanted to go to Dillard but my mom said you're going wherever the money is and Gremlin offered me a full ride so I'm a Gremlin State Tiger and I love it yeah so wherever the money resides is where he'll be I understand <laughs> <laughs> all right so 
this next question is probably my favorite question of our questions today. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm ashamed to admit, but I don't believe I've ever set foot in Booker T. Washington, even though I'm 48 and I've spent 35 of my 48 years in the shreveport Bossier area. I graduated from Captain Shreve. For those listening who, like me, have yet to visit your school, compare and contrast the school experience in 2022 at Booker T versus what someone may experience at Captain Shreve. I'm going to try, and the only reason I have a little bit of information about Captain Sharif is because my son started there. Um, well, I, that's kind of difficult because, I, I mean, okay, so I'm comparing BT to Captain Sharif. Well, for one, when you walk onto BTW's campus, it's a family. Um, you know, we our student population is not as large as Captain Sharif's. So at Captain Sharif, it's quite a few students who don't know each other. It's quite a few teachers who don't get the opportunity to work together, to collaborate. At BT, because our population is smaller, we have a more family-oriented environment. So all the students know each other. The teachers get to work together. Um, it's not, you, you get to see everyone. The building is large, but it's not as large to where you would go days or weeks without seeing your coworkers. Um, so that's definitely a difference between Shreve and BTW. Also, um, <clears throat> nothing against Ginger, uh, but I am, I'm a little more personable with my students. Um, as you see, at least two of them just walked by and it's like, you know, they, uh, they know me. Um, they know they can come to me for anything. I have an open door policy. It's not a day they come in the office and say, I need to see Ms. Barnes. And I say, no, not today. I don't do that. Um, and same for my teachers. And I can't honestly say that for Ginger. I don't know if she has an open door policy or has because she's retired, lucky her. Um, but I know it's been times when I've sent my son to the office and he wasn't able to speak with whoever he needed to see. Um, so I think that definitely makes a difference. And when you walk onto the BTW campus, um, when you, as soon as you walk through the corridors, it's extremely beautiful because it's clean. But on the walls, we have a mural of all alumni who are currently employed there, and the students actually drew it. And so um, we promote college, university, technical schools. And so you'll see on the hallways, we have banners of different colleges and universities and technical schools. So. I think that's the difference. You're at home at BTW. It, it kept the street probably not so much. <laughs> yeah. And I'm down to my last question. We may keep wrapping a little bit, but as, as you look around your school and student body, what makes you hopeful about the future of our community, the future of shreveport Bossier? As you look around your school, mm -hmm. as you look around Booker T. Washington and your student body, mm -hmm. what makes you hopeful about your community, makes you hopeful about the future of, of Shreveport Bossier? Well, as I look around BTW, I'm hopeful about the, the future of Shreveport because 
I know that not only I, but my staff, we're growing some true leaders. Um, we invest in our students. We give them the opportunity and the exposure um, that a lot of students probably don't get, you know, that's, that comes from that, that area. Um, <clears throat> the students of BTW, even though we don't get a lot of the spotlight or the limelight, they are some extremely smart kids. I had a young lady send me a proposal through email because we're not allowed to sell concessions. Um, but she sent me a proposal and it was titled Entrepreneurship Opportunity. And I'm like, okay, let me see. And she had a plan, full, full plan of how she could sell concessions, how much of the profit she would donate back to the school, et cetera, et cetera. So I said, I tell you what, even though I can't do that, I said, I tell you what, let's have a business meeting. You know, just because I want to give her the opportunity to present her plan because she definitely worked hard on it. And she was like, okay, I can't wait. Just send me what dates you have available. I said, okay. But we have some great kids and they're going to do some amazing things. And I'm excited to see where they take Shreveport Bossier to. Well, they have a great leader to look up to, and um, that's helping to guide them. I know the school is super fortunate to have you back there. We really appreciate you making the time to come tell us about what's happening at Booker T. Washington. I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I, I, would like to, I would like to be invited to next year's Fair Park Day. I want to I wanna, I wanna experience that. I want to see it. And, Absolutely. I should have brought you a shirt. But what I will do also is invite you to Sobo. So Sobo is like, have you ever heard of Bayou Classic? Bayou Classic, yes. Yes. Okay, so Sobo is the high school version okay. um, of between Green Oaks and BTW. Okay. And so we're hosting this year. It'll be at BTW. And we're in the process of getting our field and our stadium redone. Uh, we're getting a track redone. So it's going to be an amazing time. Um, so I'm going to invite you out. You'll be my special guest. I would love it. Yeah. I'm in. Okay, great. Thank you. And thanks for being here. Absolutely. It's great to meet you. You too. Anytime. Look, and look forward to seeing more of you. We will. We will. Definitely. Get together and do some partnerships. And keep Angela off of us. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now I can call her baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>